0: Hi there. It's been a while, but I am back. This is the Rugged Angel cast, a whole hour dedicated to celebrating one particular woman each week as she tells her story. This is episode 90 and I'm Camila, your host. Thank you for joining me please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and or Libsyn under Rugged Angel Productions. You can make sure to like the Rugged Angel cast on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Rugged Angel cast in order to get alerts of new episodes and just to keep yourself in the loop. Maybe there will be a topic coming up that you want to participate in or um, you know, you found yourself, you fancy yourself a Rugged Angel and you want to talk to me on air. So um, you can get at me through those methods, Facebook, and or Twitter. This week's guest is multidisciplinary artist, Lindsay Sherloom. Lindsay and I have a great conversation about self-discovery, mostly, and um, that involves a lot of travels for her, including the time that she decided to walk from Asheville, North Carolina, to Columbus, Ohio. Let's get into it. Alright, Lindsay Sherloom, welcome to the Rugged Angel cast.
1: Thank you, so nice to be part of this.
0: Good, I'm glad. I know you're a little trepidatious at first. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can um, get through this real easy-like.
1: It'll, it'll be great. It'll,
0: it'll be fun. It'll be awesome. We're, we're going we're <laughs> to do this. It's going to be great. You're going to go out and you're going to want to be on more podcasts. Yay! <laughs> if I have anything to do with it. Yes. Ah, How is your day going so far?
1: Oh, my day's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of chilling. I just came from Eaton Park breakfast buffet, uh, which I've never really partaken of before. It was uh, quite an experience.
0: Yeah, um, it's <laughs> been years uh, since I have participated since I've set foot in Eaton Park. Um, you know, the older I get, the more I realize there are certain things that my body has less tolerance for, yes, <laughs> and uh, Eaton Park and McDonald's are a couple of them.
1: Yeah, McDonald's is definitely on my list. My husband had never been to Eaton Park before, so this is oh really kind of like a Important moment.
0: Okay. Well, as long as you got that out of the way, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Done. Check. What we got.
0: So, where are you from originally?
1: I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. So outside of Washington, D.C.
0: Okay. Um, what What was growing up in Silver Spring, Maryland like? Hmm.
1: It was It was something. It's a pretty uh, like I grew up in a development that is. Lots of winding roads. It's kind of your like very stereotypical suburban kind okay. of place. Um hmm. big houses. I had a really long driveway. There was like there was a pool in the community that was like a member pool. You, you know. Okay. Um
0: I think I have a friend who lives in Silver Springs right now.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of these different kind of like, I don't know, like developments.
0: Yeah, she's and she lives in like one like a cul-de-sac yep. situation and yeah. Totally.
1: Um, Okay. But I, oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I had, I I made these girlfriends when I was like in middle school and Uh we would go on these pretty amazing adventures. Oh really? Because there's like all this sort of undeveloped, it was, it was farmland before. And so there was kind of like a border around it and Mm -hmm. we would just kind of like go out and explore and there was like an abandoned barn and. (laughs) So <laughs> like enchanted streets or you know like forest roads
0: that oh this is fun so like, it this really sounds fun. like the makings of, of like a oh, oh, young adult oh, yeah. uh, a book right now I was, one of them is a like <laughs> a series <novelist laughs> for
1: young adult literature actually right now oh really yeah.
0: so what sort of things would you get into was it like collecting and finding dead things or like was it more like
1: things. it was like just magical kind of sto- fiction stories okay like I remember um there being like a yeah my my one friend lived in a really old house. My friend Daria, um, and
0: you had a friend named Daria. Yeah, <laughs> she's still my best la, friend. La, she's in Los la. Daria,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and she grew up in, I think, like one of the farmhouses that was originally there. And so there were all these like rooms, and there was this big bureau that we'd imagine that like took us to another land, and. Um, <laughs> And then we'd like go and run around in the fields and pretend like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's weird to think about. I was like 12 doing this.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, it's good though. That that There was still a, a level of, you know, Imagination and purity yeah. and just like simplistic life at twelve, yeah. and you know you see a lot of 12 year old girls now and it's like you guys are trying to get maybe grown so fast so, fast. so early yeah. but no that's a good that's a good story. I like that that's nice memories it's right really there nice
1: memories. <laughs> I agree.
0: yes so you were born there and you you lived most of your childhood or all yeah, of your childhood. Yeah, I was
1: there? born there and then we moved we lived in Connecticut for a very short period of time and then mm. moved back to. Maryland.
0: Okay. So what brought you to Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah, that's a long meandering story. All right. Um,
0: what <laughs> Let's really, get into it.
1: <laughs> really what brought me, to, I moved to Pittsburgh, um, partly because I was having sort of a, maybe it was, what is it? Mercury and retrograde. Kind mm, okay. Of, like what is going on in my world? And I had a friend who studied creative nonfiction, mm-hmm. um, like my best friend, another, another very good friend from childhood. Um, and I started thinking about, because I had been traveling a lot, I went to college in New York, and then after that I, I traveled around and um, floated on a raft, Mississippi River, and <laughs> did a lot of like exploring. And I, I really liked the idea of um, learning skills to kind of talk about that stuff okay. in a you know narrative way.
0: Okay, so, so you enjoyed learning a skill and then... T- telling the story of it, of, of well, the skill?
1: Yeah. Well, and so I, I came, no, I guess what I'm thinking. Or learning
0: the skill of, of telling a of story. telling a story. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> right.
1: I felt like I had all these stories in my head from traveling and I wanted to learn how to tell them. Oh, okay. And kind of share the, I mean, I, I just have met so many people that, you know, once like through just, I hitchhiked a lot. Like I've met all of these different people that are so interesting that I really never would have um, given second thought to before. Right. Like that. Yeah. And I, and I really wanted to somehow honor that and mm. talk about things. So, um, creative writing seemed like a way to do that, to learn about it. Is
0: that what you went to school for in New York?
1: Um, no, in New York I went to school for visual art and anthropology kind oh. of together in an interdisciplinary Interesting. school. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, I could take, whatever classes I wanted to. And then I just had to put it together at the end.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> what, what brought you to that, to anthropology?
1: Anthropology. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started, that's like so long ago to think mm-hmm. about like, <laughs> I thinking about that. um, I, and I think that anthropology is probably the word that I give all of the things that I kind of ended up in. Like I took, comparative literature classes mm-hmm. i took um i guess there were two classes that i took by the same professor um don kulik who's this linguist anthropologist and um he taught a class on anthropology of language that was mm. totally fascinating to me he did field work in um a number of places but papua new guinea in particular and he, oh. and he talked like about just the way that people use language to create social status and um yeah, different, like, sort of, like, how people are organized on a social level and worldview level hmm. and how that connects to the languages that they speak and how that describes their world.
0: That is interesting.
1: And then the other thing that he taught was gender, or, sorry, anthropology of gender and sexuality. That was based in work that he did in Brazil with transvestite, transgendered prostitutes. Oh, wow. Um, and so that was also just, like... Whew. It was huge for me mm-hmm. to go into this lecture and like learn about that and see like Annie Sprinkle videos and all of these different <laughs> kinds of like, just, you know, there are so many different ways to be human mm-hmm. in this world. Um, mm-hmm. And so those were pretty important. And then kind of the other things sort of swirled around that, like, I don't know, um, the American road trip was another kind of class that I took just to think about how
0: a class called the American Road yeah. Trip. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and what was this? What was this curriculum it was a, like? That
1: was like a literature class. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of, yeah, thinking about how um, roads in America have changed and how they have shaped who we are. Um, again, like organizing people. It's, I mean, literally organizing the land that mm-hmm. we are on. And so how are people divided and connected wow. and... Um, yeah the different sort of things that came out of road culture which to me seems like yeah i guess i have a hard time knowing where to where something is sociology or versus anthropology true but just like thinking about how we are as people um
0: no it's it's i mean especially in this political climate it's it's a great thing to just to always have that question kind of in the back of your head of like who are we as people and just the fact that I and I like that how you stated that um there are so many w- different ways to be a human yeah. <laughs> which so true yes so true. and the sooner we all kind of agree upon that the better yeah. um it
1: takes every time so
0: did you take a road trip did you take your did you take yourself a great american road trip because you, you mentioned hitchhiking yes right. <laughs> was that here in america or were you like
1: it was um it also in europe but okay. i Basically, my junior year of college, I like my friends were going abroad, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of fed up with people a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was in New York City. I felt like I was I was starting to feel the thing that made me want to leave there, which is that like you have to ignore so many people on a daily basis because right. there are just so many people there mm-hmm. that it kind of like hurts your soul a little bit.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean, before you mo- you before you lived in New York, did you consider yourself a people person?
1: Mm, I think so. I was okay. pretty social. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, my neighborhood was kind of isolating cause there's.
0: Right. But you were, but, no- yeah. it, but it wasn't really like, you know, if I had to talk to one more person today. No, that's- I, was not- <laughs> I, I was okay in that regard. Yeah. So you moved to New York and then you realized you had to start ignoring people.
1: Thousands of people every day. Right,
0: and it was. It is. It is. You know. Yeah, and I, I get it because you know there are many a reason to have to ignore someone. Most of it has to do with just your own protection, whether it be like physical, mental, emotional, yeah. or just time, like protecting your own time because you yeah. get caught up in a lot of things.
1: Right, and it, and it was really it was like a quantity thing. Mm. Like I, I guess in Taoism, there's this idea that you can conceive of ten thousand things and mm-hmm. that is really the limit to what you are able to truly wrap your mind around. Interesting. So they kind of refer to the mother of 10,000 things. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's kind of true. Like I think there's a limit to how many people you can acknowledge as even just being like humans. Right. And when you are just flooded with so many people like you just can't take any moments. You, there are not enough moments to say like, yeah, you are a person, right? You're a person. You're, 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 it's like too many people.
0: So essentially Facebook is, and Twitter are just like New York city. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <You're just Hey. laughs> yes. You just have to disregard yeah. so many people. So yeah, but that's funny. Cause those are, um, there's already sort of like a, a separation mm-hmm. and so I think it's easier maybe or maybe it's not as harmful to well, ha- to me anyway to just my
0: ignore yeah. someone not well yeah I mean I totally because essentially yes you are you are literally like scrolling past whatever little bits of information certain people decide to share about their life yeah and then you pick and choose what it is which one you want to get engaged in
1: yeah right a lot
0: of times it's not worth it
1: <laughs> right <laughs> but you do yeah <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, so you got to that point where you had to
1: I just wanted I what I wanted to do was walk by myself from Asheville, North Carolina to Columbus, Ohio, where I had two (laughs) contacts. Like I I had You wanted to walk? And I wanted to walk there. That was like my plan. I want I was like gonna just so that I could be like alone. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like 19 or okay. you know i was just kind of like i had this idea that i wanted to do that so and what
0: I, uh, what year was this was, was this like um, pre-cell phone 2003 okay my
1: parents were like if you are going to do this god bless my parents they
0: right yeah. just the fact that they were like if you're going to do this god i would have been <laughs> locked in a cave i go like immediately nope padlock on your room you're not going anywhere do yeah. <laughs> you get this crazy notion out of your head
1: they're amazing <laughs> um but they they bought me a phone, like, mm-hmm. you know, a flip phone. And was like, you have to at least have this so that okay, we can get in touch that. with you. Um, so, yeah, it was like right at the beginning of cell phones. I was really resistant to cell phones at that time. Like, that's how early it was. Uh, I was like,
0: no, no way. You're not going to bog me down, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And so and so I went to North Carolina um, and hung out there for a little while and then just kind of walked into... The,
0: um, I'm sorry, you said you had two two contacts. So yeah, you had like someone... I, had, I
1: had a good friend in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. A bunch of friends, actually. Okay. And I had, um, there was a person that I had met, a guy who went by potato, um, <laughs> that I had met in New York, uh. who was like, you should come to Asheville sometime. Like, okay. basically in passing. And so I just kind of showed up there mm-hmm. and, um, like, found him. And I wow. was like, can I just stay in your floor? And, it, you know, I've definitely learned a lot of lessons about <laughs> Hospitality and like, how to be a good guest. I'm not too proud of just like showing up and being like, "Hey," but uh, yeah, it was it was a really kind of magical time for me in Nashville. I hooked up with a bunch of cool people that I am still friends with. Um, and then I decided to start walking, and I just started walking. Um, I think on the Blue Ridge Parkway, um, and. I was, wa- I walked for probably like a day and a half or like half, maybe a full day. Mm-hmm. I spent the night in, um, just a big kind of like forest area that somebody actually had, she'd seen me and she was like, I know that this is a good place. The people that own this land are mm-hmm. not going to mind. They mm-hmm. aren't going to be there. So just stay there the night and then keep going. Um, and then the next day I was walking and I was reflecting on how really isolated I was mm-hmm. when this car came by me. And, um, oh, I think I must've put my thumb out. I must've thought like, I don't know where this road goes. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going for a very long ways and there is no, nobody. Right. So I was like, I don't know if this is really the right
0: thing to keep walking into. And this car so came. So the best thing to do is I'm going to hop in a car with a stranger. Well, I,
1: was, I know. Right. It's not. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And really what I thought was, let's just see what happens. Right what happens if you just stick your thumb out
0: Uh, the 19 year old mind i love it
1: (laughs) and it was this retired these two these retired school teachers from canada who were like this newlywed couple that had just they were driving back from florida where they were at some kind of like convention for their you know it was like a retreat with their old pals Mm. and they um they were like the blue ridge parkway is closed down there it's like closed like many you know like 10 miles down there which would have probably taken me the whole day to get to oh wow um and so they're like we'll drive you to the next town and we had this really like nice time i mean i forget their names (laughs) they're not it's not so far from my (laughs) memory but yeah um
0: how was it what did you do to prepare for this like before you or did you do anything to prepare for was it just like all right i'm gonna go in a couple days and that was it like was was there like i'm envisioning there being at least like a map involved yes
1: um you know i actually don't think i had a map no i think i had a compass and i think that was my plan i know it's ridiculous snacks
0: oh my god i got a map like a couple days later that's tough as hell though like i mean wow it's (laughs) it is equal equal parts crazy and badass like i don't (laughs) thanks thank you because i would never (laughs) in my life even yeah okay
1: yeah i had a friend in um how did this work? I did that. And then I ended up back. Well, at at some point in this venture, I sat down with my friend um, who had done all this outdoor leadership stuff. And mm. she like helped me pack my backpack. Okay. And she was like, you need some of stove. You need you need to like get rid of this pot and get this <laughs> other pan that you need. Okay. And, like uh, so you, you had know. some
0: professional. I did. Help. I felt
1: like I had some professional <laughs> help packing kind of. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I kind of just was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have this idea. And, and it's, yeah, it's just interesting to think about that is like, it was a really formative experience for me. I ended up traveling for like seven months, basically. And um, I,
0: Is that how long it took you to get to Columbus or just, and no, you just kept going? I,
1: well, and I went, I actually started that trip. I ended up back in Maryland and I went to my parents' house and okay. then I went. So you didn't
0: make it to Columbus? No, okay. I didn't.
1: And then I went back to Asheville, and then I hitchhiked back to Asheville, and then I hitchhiked to Columbus. And Uh then from Columbus, um, me and a friend hitchhiked to California, and then back to Minnesota, and back to the East Coast. Um, Wow. And then I went to Europe with a friend that I had met in Asheville, Mm -hmm. and we traveled around there and hitchhiked for a while. Um,
0: So all this was kind of continuous? Yeah. And this was was like within like a couple years?
1: It was like, it was about seven months total, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's quick. Yeah. We did, you
0: Especially know. Like considering just how you went about, like a right. lot of it's hitchhiking, hi- yeah, hitchhiking and, you know, just like walking and meandering. of. Yeah. Kinda.
1: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think that I, well, actually part of the reason that I went to Maryland was to get something. It was to get this skirt that I had been, I know it's amazing. <laughs> so I, as I was in that first, those first moments of traveling, of walking, of being, I was like, I need something that is, that is like a home kind of, that mm. is a place where I feel really comfortable mm-hmm. while I'm doing all of this like crazy, just everything changed every day. And I was totally in reaction mode right at all times. And so I had this real craving for something that was, um, that was really familiar and like a comfort.
0: You needed a security object. blanket. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: mm. and so I got this skirt and it's this huge um, like dance skirt Mm -hmm. and it's white and it's got these like ruffles at the bottom kind of. So I started to take on this, like I I looked almost like a damsel in distress. And this is another thing that I've thought a lot about actually in terms of like making the choice to travel like this, Mm -hmm. to put myself out there on the road and basically beg the world to like be kind to me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I kind of just wanted to, right. right? Like there's a huge amount of privilege. Oh yeah. That, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: That is not lost. On me. No. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I, I mean, I guess the way, like, I definitely have some shame about it because of all of that, but I think, I think in some ways about, um, this idea of, of karma and how, like, almost like I, I created the opportunity for people to be really good. Mm -hmm. And I met so many people that were so kind to me Mm -hmm. and who also were really, um, like happy to meet somebody. Right. There were a lot Mm -hmm. of, I think that people that picked me up had their own needs of, you know, like a lot of truckers were just like, I am bored. Right. This is somebody that I could talk to for the next like 10 hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there were people that were just, like, very concerned for me, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, Do you feel that you are, or at least at that time, that you had a good sense of judgment? Uh, you're a good judge of character? Like, was there any point I, in time where you came across someone who was going to pick you up and you got a bad vibe and yes. did not accept the ride? Yes.
1: I made myself some rules, mm. um, pre- like, very early on. And... um I think that, yeah, it was like, nobody has any reason to touch any part of you at all. Not even your hand. if they are starting to do, like if someone touches even your finger, that means that they have something in their mind that they can, like your body is
0: right. They're touchable. They're taste. They're (laughs) they're testing the waters at that point. Yeah. Right.
1: So that was something that was like a really clear signal. Having my bag with me at all times was also really important. Um, those two there also was one about me oh i would never get into a car with more than one man oh that's okay yes that's good um and if a man looked like somebody that i would just like never in my wildest dream like that was just Somebody that looked desperate for sex, I guess, <laughs> is what just
0: I could put it say. It, yeah, just, just put just, it out Yeah, exactly. Just go I ahead. Just keep it, like, se- keep it real. That
1: seems like desperation is a bad... I don't want to... Right, yeah. You don't need
0: to be a part of a it. A part of that. And
1: so those were kind of my guidelines. And I got into some situations where I felt uncomfortable mm. um, and like talked my way out of them. Okay. And I feel really lucky about yeah. that. Um, I also just watched Dave Chappelle's... Um, Equanimity and the Bird Revelation his Netflix Oh recently? Special. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome on a lot of levels, but one of the things that he said was that um like you know in light of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. women are not all equal. There are some women that are really strong mm-hmm. and there are some women that are not as strong. Right. And it's important that we support the strong women and it's important that we um yeah, support them I guess what he was saying so that they can make a place that is safe for Mm -hmm. all women um and I have thought a lot about why I did not encounter any real violence in Mm -hmm. this trip and that like maybe I was blessed with some kind of just I don't know confidence maybe Mm -hmm. in in strange situations well
0: you have to have some level of confidence to even start (laughs) this journey
1: (laughs) yeah well, right. And that it's like, it's, it's not like my experience is not, um, it, it does not say anything about, about women and vulnerability and mm. right. Just because, because it is, I don't know, like I've, I've tried many times to think about like, well, if, you know, I was like always thinking about that as a possibility mm. and that I could outsmart them and like this and that mm. and kind of like thinking that there were that there was some situation or some i don't know something that made me able to to get through it but i don't know yeah i just i think I, i'm not really You making just sense right Well now, no i mean you saying? just
0: there a lot of these things they don't make sense it's just a matter of you know time place space Right. And as well as you were definitely blessed in yes. that time frame, there was something watching out for you or even, you know, and it's not to say that when women are taken advantage of that, there is not anyone watching out. There's no real rhyme or reason. It's just yeah. a matter of who you may, who you ended up coming into contact with Yes, right. and you just happen to, you know, be put in the path of people that were not out to harm you Yeah, right. So, yeah, so there's that, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, I met so many people on this trip. And I thought, a lot, I was scolded a lot about um, <laughs> about being a woman and traveling like that. And I felt really angry that that was the narrative. That that was, that was the reason why. Yeah,
0: because it could just as easily be a man just, to, you know, traveling by himself. And yeah. no one's really going to think that much about it. They'll think, oh, that's odd. But, you know, a a woman doing it, something's got to be wrong. Something's got, she's running from something. She's running to something or, you know, something is not right in her head. And she just doesn't understand this is a dangerous situation. And unfortunately, that is the time and place in which we live that there. And that's the, that's what a lot of people think. And and predators see it as such.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: (sighs) Yeah. So That's you made hard. it out of that? I did safely. I made
1: it yeah. Well, so, I guess my point was that um, I got rides really fast. So yeah. it Didn't take very long. Okay. Like, I made records. I feel like I would say, <laughs> partly because I was dressed up like this person that is like very obviously a woman on the side of the road. Right. And yeah. Oops.
0: So um, you mentioned that you you know had you you had collected a lot of stories. So after you encountered people, did you like kind of you know? well I'm sure you weren't able to do it immediately but where did you like take the time to like write down the stories that you or like the people who they were and just kind of make keep note and record of it
1: I didn't really write I guess I I did take notes Um, like I had a journal that mm-hmm. I wrote in but it was really very like cryptic kind of you know like uh, dr- dramatic and simplistic <laughs> anyway the smell of yeah. mint will never be
0: the same for me again <laughs> that's right <laughs> What does this mean They're like the
1: road tick ticking along Duh. um but uh about i don't know how many years later a couple years later um i was really concerned about losing the memories mm-hmm. of everything and so i started cataloging like every ride that i got and every person that i had met nice. um and then when I went to graduate school, that's what I used for my thesis work. And so I wrote like a nonfiction, um, kind of like a novel. It's written like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, uh, just about that experience and about traveling, Mm. um, and paired that with, photography and so the thing is like I've never really thought of myself as a writer and Mm -hmm. like going to writing school I met all these people who were like we're finally home (laughs) oh don't you feel so good being surrounded by other writers and I was like I don't feel good I don't really think I relate to you on that level um because I've you know I studied photography for a long time and Mm -hmm. um like sculpture and I've
0: so what drew you to the writing program
1: well it was kind of the idea of learning like narrative strategies okay whether it is in text or not Mm -hmm. and how you can like yeah like you know like story arc and an experience really and I think that that actually more than anything kind of influenced the work that I've done since then okay just thinking of like creating an experience for somebody like reading a book or something is an experience in time, right? There's a beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and an end. And um, how can you do that in ways that aren't, you know, f- literally, like, looking at words on a right. page? So, yeah.
0: Interesting. <laughs> so did you, at any point, did you start to feel like a writer? Do you mm-hmm. feel like a writer now?
1: I feel like I have a lot of, um, like, technical skills that I learned in school, and I feel confident in my, like, I, I have a process. Mm-hmm. So I guess in that regard, yes, I feel like I am a writer because I know how to do it. Mm. Um, but I don't really feel like that encompasses my creative expression in any okay. way. I feel like I'm a multimedia artist or a transdisciplinary
0: artist. All right. <laughs> <laughs> trying on that term. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out, see what that feels like. Feels good, <laughs> it's a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think at any point, uh, well, did you take a lot of photos on your I travel? Took tons, thousands and thousands of photos. At any point, do you think you're going to put all that together outside of it being your thesis? Good like, good question. Okay.
1: Yeah, I um, I took a class at Pittsburgh Filmmakers actually that was about like visual storytelling, mm-hmm. um, and really worked on that, started working on all the photos Mm -hmm. and almost replacing. Yeah, I guess. So basically what I did was I took 170 pages of my thesis Mm. and turned it to basically 170 sentences. Um, This is like my first kind of round, but trying to condense each page or just pull out the most important moments Mm -hmm. or thoughts or ideas that could be paired with photographs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have a big, project that is wow. just waiting for the moment to really like do that kind of edit. I yeah, huh. editing together into a book project.
0: It's amazing because um do you feel like that experience has shaped you a lot in who you are now?
1: They really do. Yeah. yeah. I I talked to um yeah, I don't remember exactly the context of this, but my one friend who taught me how to pack my my backpack. Mm-hmm. Um she started talking about this idea of having um, like capital in being uncomfortable, like mm. you, like a tolerance for it mm-hmm. and how, how people that have that are able to succeed in different ways because you just are going to like, or that there's different environments. Actually, I think that it came up when I was telling her about the artist in the public realm residency mm. and working with, Um, Somali Bantu people who I know nothing about and really kind of like being in their world Mm. and being totally alien to it and kind of just like being okay with that Mm. and that that isn't really, that's not true for everyone. Right, (laughs) right.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely.
1: And I think that a lot of that, like just being cool, like knowing that it's going to be okay, even though it's really uncomfortable right now, I, I think a lot of that came from that experience. Oh, yeah.
0: I would imagine so. <laughs> um, that, like the stakes are much higher sure. then, as opposed to, you know, just being in a situation that's unfamiliar yeah. and you feeling uncomfortable. And there is a lot to be said about that um, to take stock in, like, and, and have some sort of pride or mm-hmm. even, or, you know, just knowing the importance of being uncomfortable, recognizing it, but working through it. Yeah. And not letting it define you or, Fuck up your plans, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know, like you you react accordingly. Yes. Like if it's uncomfortable because it's a safety issue, then you know you figure out how to not be unsafe. Yes. But it's uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar, or because you know you're afraid of failure, or right. whatever. Then, um, yeah, you just kind of work through it.
1: Yeah, get, everything's <laughs> it's in it's all in a different perspective too, yeah. right? Because it's like this is. N- I'm going to like wake up in the morning, right? Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's gonna, it's gonna be fine. (laughs) This is really
1: not the worst
0: thing. Like as long as I don't offend anybody, right? It's fine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And right, and it's like I'm learning, and I am. There's so much benefit to this experience that the discomfort is totally worth it.
0: So, I mean, for those who do not know what you're speaking of, (laughs) just so you're doing an artist residency with the office of public art and, um, uh, in the pu- artists in the public realm. And you were working with, well, the thing was, and for those of you who don't know, I work for the office of public art and I am project managing Lindsay's project. Yes. <laughs> um, and, um, we are working with four different artists and paired them with four different communities or organizations that work with, um, the immigrant and refugee communities here in Pittsburgh and Lindsay is paired with the United Somali Bantu group of Pittsburgh, yeah. so, and you've been working with them since May,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, you still got like another year, ish, yeah. maybe. And um, so, yes, what has this experience been like for you thus far? Are you, I'm sure you know there was you were tossed in there, and there was a level of uncomfortability because you knew nothing about yeah. these people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've said this before, but one of the first things that I was told by somebody from the community that Really stands out. Um, one of the elders said it's going to be really hard. I don't know if you were at that meeting, but maybe, maybe you were, oh, well, Camila. Um, but he just said it's going to be really hard for you. Um, in in a way that felt like I had permission to struggle. Okay. That was really reassuring. So, that is true. It is really hard, mm-hmm. and it's also really reassuring that people like know that and. Right see that I'm grappling with things and but it seems like messing you, up here and there, but, but it also seems like doing you've, stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you've gotten a level of acceptance and yeah. permission from a lot of them. And, you know, um, it seems like, you know, you've made great connections yeah. and dare I say a couple of friendships. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. For real.
1: Yeah. No, it's been really amazing. And I feel like I have really changed. Um, it's been transformative for me in some ways, um, particularly learning about Islam Mm -hmm. because they are a a traditional um, Muslim community that's really attached to the, I don't, I don't even know how specific it is, but like it's an East African kind of Islam that's very rooted in African traditions. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just really, again, it's like, it's so cool to see how people are different types of humans in this world. And the, the ways that like magic exists Mm. in their community. Interesting. Um, like, yeah, how, how do I even, I don't know. I think that I'm really, um, I will, I will say right now that I I went to church this morning for the first time and I don't really go to church too Mm. much. I'm kind of on a, some kind of exploratory life (laughs) path where I go to churches variously and I think, you know, different places of worship and, Mm. um, I'm just interested in kind of the different ways that that manifests. Right. Um, and so it's kind of on my mind, I think, right now. But, um, yeah, the different, like, rituals and cultural practices that people do, um, the, the like, ceremony that you stay in your house after you have a child for 40 days and then everybody in the community comes and, like, there's this big celebration for the baby stay in
0: your house for 40 days For
1: 40 days yeah Yeah. there's so and that's true when you get married also um and I think that there's part of it that is people visit you Mm -hmm. a lot and give you advice and Mm -hmm. take care of you so there's this sort of community support that happens in that period after these sort of important life events
0: that's really interesting I guess when you just with me not having any other real, real context around it it's it just seems like that makes sense at the very base Of that, you know, once you've had a child and once you've gotten married, that there seems to be, because those are two very important life events, that bonding is really important. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of, maybe what I mean by magic has to do with the way that a community is connected to one another and makes, um, sort of spiritual growth happen in whatever ways they choose to call it. Okay. Um, that is, you know, what is so amazing about people. <laughs> like <laughs> The connections and the communities that that happen. Um, and then that there is this real, like, spiritual component to it for them mm. as well. Like, you have to do certain things because that's, you know, that's the way that the world is stays in balance. Right. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I can <laughs>
0: dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those. I think a lot of people have the same base feelings or beliefs but you know just not calling it all the same thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: okay so we kind of got away from it but how how did you get to Pittsburgh?
1: Oh yeah right. So I, <laughs> I uh, wanted to learn storytelling strategies. I, I thought Pittsburgh would be a cool place to go to school because uh... of all the rust.
0: <laughs> and I thought that See I love this. <laughs> I love <laughs> Just the simple fact like I'm literally I'm coming into this interview or whatever, (laughs) blind, I have zero questions prepared for you, other than, you know, like, how's your day? And (laughs) and just (laughs) the simple, like, so far, and I have already gotten, like, so deep, like, this great, fantastic story about you walking from North Carolina to Ohio, and then now we're like, oh, I came to Pittsburgh because I thought it would be interesting because of the rust.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's okay. There's.
0: Yeah, it's true, though. I mean, it really is. I. All right, let's hear it. I mean, (laughs) I
1: feel like the best example of my personality is my husband and I um, met like three years ago. And then a week later, he came and visited me in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and we went for a walk on the train tracks and we both were just like picking up all these rusty bits of metal kind of like kids in a candy store. And we like at a point looked at each other with our hands, like full of weird little bits and pieces of things. And we were like, what are we doing right now? We should not be in public together.
0: This is like, now we're on our way to get tetanus shots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I was really interested in kind of the, the post-industrial landscape of Pittsburgh um as well when I lived in California for a little while um, I met someone who was a photographer she was an educator um that was really inspiring to me and she oh and I guess at the time I was trying to figure out a place to do color photography Mm. while not being enrolled in a university because there's not a ton of facilities right to you know there were like no color dark rooms anywhere um And she said Pittsburgh Filmmakers Mm. is the one place that I know in the country where you can access, um, you know, equipment. That's crazy. I
0: didn't realize. Well, I guess at that whatever time it was you got here, it was really a kind of a dying art form at that point yes
1: well and they don't have a color
0: machine anymore either so actually
1: there's like really nowhere to i guess
0: manchester craftsman's guild is the only other place oh
1: yeah cool. in pittsburgh anyway yeah i guess i didn't yeah that's
0: awesome yeah you're gonna have to slide on back in there into the color dark
1: room (laughs) it's fun yeah so that was, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And then I actually ended up living while I was in grad school, I ended up living like a block away from filmmakers okay. and I didn't go there at all until after, <laughs> I mean, I didn't have, really have time because right. I was in school and stuff, but, um, but yeah. So I, and I also, I really wanted to um, find a place. I, I believe that getting a graduate degree would, kind of root me in a place it mm. would make me professional connections mm-hmm. I really wanted some way to kind of feel like an adult um don't and, we all <laughs> and that seemed like a way and it has I mean I think that yeah I think graduate school is pretty good for that yeah honestly. Like, you, you go <laughs> just debt, saying it yeah that's exactly, one. exactly. you know
0: just <laughs> yes having this huge doubt in your head and just yes. saying like yes I'm in grad school yes. Like, yes very very adult like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and so i and i I wanted to stay somewhere I had lived in a lot of different places for no more than four years i think hmm. um and I wanted to kind of be somewhere for a while and so
0: okay. and how long have you been here now um, seven and a half years okay yeah so you're almost there that when i moved here i was told like 10 years is kind of like the oh, oh you're a pittsburgh now oh. like that's, uh, <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> because exciting. i for the i kept you know be like oh i'm not from here oh i'm not from where i've been here since and i'm like ah oh, you're Pittsburgher <laughs> so I, I mean at this point i think i've been here like 20 years wow. so um <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome camila does it feel small
0: does pittsburgh feel small yeah now it does yeah um that's... when i first moved because i'm come i come from toledo ohio and it's not small, but that was all I really, that was my reference point for everything. And you, know, you grow up there. I was, I lived there for, you know, till I was like 22, 23. And it, it um, it's just like, you know, you know, everything, you know, everyone and every, you're related to like half the town and whatever. And then coming to Pittsburgh was like, oh my God, it's like New York. Oh, yeah. It's so busy and bustling and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And like now it just feels small, just because I know so many people, yes. and I am like literally, I'm probably like three degrees removed from just about anybody. Here, <laughs> no more than three degrees.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm like feeling that little by little, right? It's right. Like the long, yeah, and I don't know if that's a Pittsburgh thing as much as it is just being in one place for yeah. a long time thing.
0: Like I'm not sure, right. if, and I don't know if it's just because of. The field that we're in, just you know, the, in this artistic yeah. space, being in that, because if you know, if I worked for an insurance company, you know, and I just that's I just had like a day job of going doing that and did nothing else, and like went to, you know, Permanny Brothers on the weekends or whatever. I don't I don't know it. <laughs> And rooted for stealers. I mean, I don't know what normal people do. But <laughs>
1: right. Just, right. But you wouldn't be, like, forming a network of like-minded <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> people
0: all throughout the city.
1: Exactly.
0: Yes. Right. So it's, like, all of these people. Like, I always end up with, like, some random, uh, you know, it still surprises me I'll end up with a random friend request on Facebook. Somebody I've never heard of but will have, like, 112 friends in common. <laughs> like, and I'm like, all right, I guess you're cool. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean... You know, Pittsburgh is fine. It's doing, doing, it's doing me, doing right by me, Yeah. <laughs> especially in like the past 10 years. Like we've been on good terms. Okay. It's just the winter that really, I just, rah.
1: this is a weird winter too, cold and then warm and then ice.
0: I know today is almost beautiful, <laughs>
1: but it's really slippery. It's, still it's like so hard to get around. Yeah. I know.
0: I just want. I just want the spring. So soon, um soon. it'll come. I know. So um I was tooling around on your website and yep. I know that like apparently you and you mentioned your what was it a transcendent or
1: transdisciplinary, <laughs> transdisciplinary yes.
0: Yeah. Um so you are involved in all of the things yeah, basically. Really all of them. Which came first was photography. It sounds like photography was the first. Yeah.
1: Uh my dad had a camera like a SLR that mm. he shot There were actually photographs. He went to Japan for like six weeks, or maybe Mm. it was longer than that, when he was in college, and it transformed everything for him. Um, And so there were black and white photographs that he took all over my house. Ah. Did he Um, have a
0: darkroom in the house?
1: He didn't have a Mm. darkroom in the house. They were from, I think probably when he... Yeah, they were were from when he was younger, before I was born. Mm. Um, But he had all this equipment. Like, he Mm. has a large format camera. Oh, wow. um, And a... Yeah, I mean, he just has all this stuff, cameras, <laughs> stuff, lenses, and whatever. Um, so when I was in high school, like, the photo elective came up, and I was, like, definitely nice. into that. <clears throat> Although I guess when I was a little younger than that, I got really into um, modeling little figurines. Oh, okay. With <laughs> Sculpey. I got really? really into that. So I was, like...
0: Wait, like, like, actually, like, modeling them from clay, or, like... I don't know. Yeah, like going click. to the Hobby Lobby store and getting like, because I know, I because I have a couple of friends like grown men that are still into like yeah. you know they go to that and they paint them like the teeny tiny things like so much detail. But...
1: No, I mean I mean like like making fairies and things
0: really? out of clay. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Gnomes and did they have names and personalities yeah, and identities?
1: Did. Well I made like a collection once and like named them all spices and they didn't they didn't like interact with each other. They just kind of like it was like this is mustard seed. This is coriander. <laughs> <tarragon." laughs> <laughs> this is pretty silly. I actually recently just like found them all, and I was oh, really? like, "These are garbage." And I and I donated them to Goodwill. Like that was a good end for them. And my dad found out and was like, "I was gonna collect those. Aww. Like he was gonna like take one from the box, one every year. Like
0: it was really I was gonna collect those. <laughs> I was like." So you like set up this scavenger hunt for him, so he can make him feel like well, now he can really feel like he has to track them down. Track them
1: down. They are not in the bottom of a landfill somewhere. Definitely not.
0: You have a starting point. You've got a goodwill in Pittsburgh. That start there and see what happens. Yeah.
1: I took pictures. I mean, come on. Yeah.
0: Uh, So, at what point in your life did you feel comfortable calling yourself an artist?
1: Oh. Well, um, that's hard because I've been, it's like at every angle I've been like, no, I'm not really an artist or Mm. something else. I'm not really, no, I'm an educator. No, (laughs) I'm, um, and I guess it was like about, it wasn't that long ago that I started really thinking about how, um like how connected all of the work that I have done really is Mm -hmm. and being comfortable calling that art. Mm. And so like that includes my role as an educator in different kind of realms. Like I teach a class at the um, Carnegie museum of art to Mm. eighth graders. Um, And it is, you know, like I taught them how to make linoleum carvings yesterday Mm. And I guess I have like imparted that skill, but I'm not trying to like teach them something specific as much as give them some kind of way to reflect on themselves and communicate it. Okay. And so I think about that with you know, like all of my projects, that it's really meant to um, get you to, yeah, to, to participate in some way in the process of thinking about how you fit with the people that are in the room with you Mm -hmm. or the people that are in the city with you and how you kind of all relate to a single idea or topic. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think recently I've been like, yeah, that is, that is art. And I, and I've been really kind of grappling with how education and art and communication and like socially engaged art and all of that kind of stuff fits together. Um, yeah. I think that's it's just it's hard, but yeah. Um, but it's, no, it's kind so. of exciting too. It's like this
0: for some reason there there are a lot of us that grapple with that um calling yourself an artist. Yeah. And you know, I don't know what it, for for me it was just I guess I had just some certain template of what I thought quote unquote artist was or did and I was like, yeah, I don't fit that." And and it was like years upon years like no you're an artist you're, you're an artist or I was like oh I take photos I do photography right. I'm not a photographer you know it's just so it's just this weird and it's also probably uh rooted in um that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that a lot of us suffer from yeah <laughs> just waiting for any moment for someone to pull back to curtain like ha! I knew it
1: <laughs> right yes <laughs> Yeah, but it's like if you th- if I think, and I imagine that you're the same way, that if I think back on the things that I have done in my life, mm. like there's always some kind of production of a creative thing right. that is happening. Right. It's like the, really the only thing that is constant. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How
1: can you not call yourself an artist when exactly. you realize that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, what haven't you done yet that you would like to do? Hmm. Anything, anything, like, creative or career-wise or oh, just, like, cleaning I... your closet or... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I would like to finish
1: my bathroom, which is under construction. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, uh, I would really like to make a movie. Oh, okay. I think I'd really like to do that.
0: Like you want to you want to write it and or direct it or do you, are you more into
1: Your question is partly why I haven't done it yet <laughs> because I don't really know like where to start or what it means exactly <laughs> <But> <laughs> I've got ideas for movies uh-huh. um, and I'm just like yeah it'd be so cool if that actually Existed. I mean, I've made, like, short mm. videos, but I never, like, okay. had actors or, you know, things well, like that.
0: one thing you should do is try to get involved in the Pittsburgh 48-Hour Film Project. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one year. Yeah. And, you know, and I no longer have any personal stake in that. I'm no longer oh, the, the, okay. the producer. But, um, yeah, it is a, honestly, that is a really... If you have any sort of, like, teeny-tiny interest in filmmaking whatsoever or making a, a movie, that I think that's a great place to start. You have no other resources yeah just start the join somebody's team and you learn a lot quickly about just what what it is you want or what you hate because i i went to the art institute for two years before i went to before i I did a 48-hour film project and um you know i had all these grand plans and you know I, i came here i came to the art institute with just wanting to edit and i wanted to um my goal was I wanted to make movie trailers. And, uh, and it's still, you know, still that would be like the ultimate job for me at this moment <laughs> point in time. That's been consistent all the way through. But I did learn like really quickly on like during the 48-hour film project that I hate being on set. Uh. I don't like, I like pre and post-production yeah, that's where I live I don't want I don't like dealing with actors I don't like being on camera I don't like you know there's just like there's too much waiting around for my liking so um yeah but you learn a lot really quickly and I just think it's a really great place to start cool. to just kind of like get your get involved in just a little bit of everything and just to see how, the mechanics of it all that's awesome. and then you could absolutely walk away from it thinking all right now I know I have some idea of what I want to do yeah or yeah which part of this and what to, what sort of movies are you drawn to, just as a consumer as a, or as a like as a fan?
1: Experimental kind mm-hmm. of weird art movies. I feel like Dead Man, um, the Jim Jarmusch film Dead Man, is probably one of my favorite films. That is sort of more normal, but it's black and white. And is it the just, Johnny Depp one? Yeah, with okay. Johnny Depp. <laughs>
0: Because it just almost seemed just too normal for you, yeah, right. <laughs> quote unquote. it's you know. yes. like
1: with was Johnny Depp. But you know, there's me, like right. there's like weird like moments. Where yeah, the, the, you know, he's like a skeleton for a yeah. second, and then like <laughs> the end of it's this like kind of disorienting, like you know, look at a, um, yeah, All Northwestern right. Indian <laughs> kind of world. All right. Yeah.
0: Um. How do you self care?
1: Ooh. Um, hmm. I I take baths, I think. I think that's a a pretty important one. Um, I recently started, I meditate sometimes, um, but I recently started just telling myself that I'm not (laughs) going to get injured. (laughs)
0: Okay, that's a good, that's a really great affirmation. (laughs) Uh, Goal, (laughs) life lesson, (laughs) like whatever you want to call it. I had really... I mean, were, are you just, like, really accident prone? <laughs> no, as you, no, As you sit here in front of me with a, sl- a arm and a sling. It's a
1: <laughs> 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 unrelated. Totally unrelated. No. I was, I was having, like, chronic back pain, and it was oh. starting to, like, really freak me out. And, um, you know, I, I felt... I was scared to, like, carry wood in for our wood stove. I was just, like, scared to yeah. do anything. And then I was like, I'm getting so weak, and I'm not getting any exercise, because there's not really anything I feel like I can do. And then... um I read a I read a book and was like maybe I should just maybe maybe it's all in my head. So I'm trying that out <laughs> right now. I mean, and it's been good so also, far.
0: Also, <laughs> I mean you could probably try, you know, maybe you're a, a certain vitamin oh, deficiency yes. you have or uh yes. you know, try some little exercises or, yeah. or things that you can do cuz I mean, exercise – I hate exercising myself, and I have to force myself to do some sort of activity that will at least get cardio up. What
1: do you do? Because that's what I I – I'm
0: still looking for – (laughs) no. Right? Um, (laughs) Well, usually, like, when it's nice out, I take the dog – because I have a backyard, so in the winter I get real lazy about the dog walking situation, so they just go in the backyard. But when – it's nice out. We do walk them and I like to chase them or the, uh, let them chase me. This <laughs> just a little, little dude. So, but, um, and also I need like some sort of activity. So every so often I will find a dance class somewhere uh, and cool. take that or, you know, um, I found this website that has these ridiculous, like, um, and this is like such a geek <laughs> moment in my life. Um, like it was <laughs> a website. They have these ridiculous, um, like uh, exercise reps, you know, like you know, all this kind of stuff. But they're tailored around like certain television shows and things like that. So I've kind—I of, found one that was Buffy the Vampire Slayer related, Yay. and it's got like you know these different reps and stuff. And so what I've done is, I will as I watch Buffy, <laughs> I will do this oh my and gosh. not feel like such That's a. So funny. <laughs>
1: Wow. Yeah, my neighbor is, I don't know how old he is now, he's probably like in his 70s, and he told me that he stayed real fit his whole life by just, whenever there was a commercial break, he would do sit-ups and push-ups. Nice. Every commercial break.
0: Yeah, but it kind of sucks now, because we don't, like, what is a commercial break? What is a, (laughs) Like in this age of Netflix. Right, (laughs) it's just
1: (laughs) ongoing. (laughs) You can just slouch
0: further and further into your seat of choice <laughs> exactly but yeah i mean you just gotta try to find something at some point i even bought a jump rope oh yeah and uh i
1: i started a jump r- years ago i started a little jump rope club oh on really block that was so much fun and we like tried double dutch we like really
0: were <sighs> i miss double dutch pushing
1: so much. our limits <laughs> i will say <laughs>
0: We didn't get very good at double
1: dutch before it kind of like fizzled out. But this year for Christmas, I asked my dad for jump ropes because I was like, "This would be so fun to do." There's all these kids on my block. Yeah, um, and so he like he's like, "I got some rope and some handles." <laughs>
0: some rope so he made. Us well, I mean, we you know, you can't just have any sort of rope if you're double dutching. No, I know
1: it's got to be kinda...
0: like we used to like go to the hardware store oh. and like get like parts of like extension cord, <gasps> like when they would sell them like by the by the yard or whatever, oh. like. You just get that and, like, like these Because regular
1: rope really doesn't work.
0: It's not that good. No, like, you need the weight. Like, you, when you get yeah. that, when you get in there, you get yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> <t st massage> <quarto> yes,
1: yes, yes. Like,
0: yes, that's... That was it.
1: Okay. That was, <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it with this rope, but now I know. Yeah, the I mean... Extension
0: cord is the... It's a little... Yeah, it's just got better. a little bit weight to it. I mean, yes. I don't know how they're making jump ropes a lot. These, like, these days, like, I just have, like, a regular little plastic yeah. jobby yeah. <laughs> that I do in the backyard every so often, but... um. But yeah, double dutch. Oh, those were the days. I know, so fun. <laughs> I miss that. Were you good at it? Were you good? I was, at the, I was. I was. I wasn't like. Would you be our team captain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably. I was probably good enough to yes. I could probably be a team captain. <laughs> to, oh. <laughs> to teach a bunch of adults now. Yeah, come sure. Spring, <laughs> come spring, he may it. Give me a call. I am there. <laughs> yes, honestly, because that was uh, just you would look. Uh, it was such a. It was such a culture. Like it was like. Everybody would bring their ropes and then at recess, we'd, or the, you know, everyone had, you know, oh God, it was just so much. It was so great. <laughs> like there were camps. They were. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Like there was a, our, um, there was a, a, a double dutch camp at, back home and I think I was probably like sixth grade and, uh. They would meet at the library, and um, it would be in, like, the parking lot, like, just, like, this roped-off area, and this just be, like, you know, 10, 15 girls just (laughs) double-dutching.
1: But you guys didn't compete?
0: I didn't. um, didn't. I don't think I went on a regular enough basis. Like, it wasn't, like, a – it was just more like, come whenever, you know, during the summer kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I never competed, Um, but it was just – I've
1: seen some of those videos of the competition. (gasps) Yeah, the (laughs) eighties.
0: All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back to questionable conversation where I just ask you twenty random questions.
1: All right, sounds fun.
0: (laughs) Sounds random. (laughs) Sounds
1: random. Great. Yay.
0: And now it's time for questionable conversation. These are not rapid fire, so don't feel pressure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one, what album can you listen to from beginning to end?
1: Um, like every album. Oh really? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I, I. I guess I think most about the albums that I listened to when I was a kid when that's kind of like how you did it I don't know maybe I'm wrong about that but I I feel like I just would put on something and listen to it to the end oh okay Uh, (laughs) maybe it's I mean I guess it is different now when I'm like using you know like iTunes or whatever and you can just pick yeah that kind of skip around um uh yeah like Dark Side of the Moon okay love it um (laughs) what else am I thinking yeah, I'm like drawing a blank on even any music. It's kind of hard for me. I will just say, okay, I, I'm I'm pretty like cool with whatever. Just whatever. Just yeah. Press play. And yeah. just Let whatever ride. Okay. Whatever. That's okay, okay, Cupid is another really good one. Oh, okay, Cupid. Sorry. Okay, Computer. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you can see what's like more recent. <laughs> <Yes>. more
0: <laughs> okay, but yes, that is a good one. Okay, a computer, Radiohead. A little Radiohead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, if you could ask your future self one question, what would it be?
1: Mm, what should I have done better for my body?
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I
1: think that's really the thing.
0: Yeah. How old were you when you went on your first date? Fifteen. Mm, <laughs> Do you need to write down things to remember them?
1: Yes. I make lists all the time. Tons, tons of lists.
0: What was your first job?
1: I worked at a coffee shop in DuPont Circle in Washington DC. Mm. Arista. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I I got that job. My parents were I think in another country on a vacation and I wasn't supposed to have a job. So my like rebellious <laughs> like what am I gonna do when my parents are out of the country?
0: I'm get a job. <laughs> I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is awesome. fantastic. Yes, that nerds? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um just uh, this is not one of the questions, but are you an only child? I have a sister. Okay.
1: She's 3 years older than me.
0: Bigger and yeah. older. Okay. Um just turn around get a job, man. Yeah. Uh <laughs> your your favorite song to sing. Oh. Um
1: This changes a lot. I get songs kind of stuck in my head pretty intensely, and then I sing them over and over and over again. Um, there's a Jolie Holland song hmm. that is called, I'm not sure. It starts um, by 3 a.m., all the morning birds will hmm. be singing. Um, yeah, what is that song called? It might be called Morning Birds. Okay. It's really pretty. Yeah. Um,
0: how do you learn best by listening, watching, reading, or doing?
1: Um, I think doing, and I think that, like, I take notes Mm. kind of in a sort of obsessive fashion Mm. sometimes because the act of writing it puts it into my mind better, even if I never look at those notes again.
0: Right. Uh, What's the first thing you do when you get home from a trip?
1: Mm. My laundry.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite part of the human face and why?
1: Mm. I'm really drawn to people's mouths. Like Mm -hmm. when I speak to them, I look at people's okay. mouths I'm not totally sure if that's my favorite part but it is for whatever reason huh. the thing that I'm kind of focused on I know that I really like this In- that little divot I think it's <coughs> called the infundibulum.
0: Infundibulum. I think that's
1: what that's called I
0: think you're only the second person who has ever chosen that part uh, it's interesting like it's
1: <laughs> and it's you know right it's like it's like a um a remnant of this process, I guess most of our body is, you know, some kind of process of development, but mm-hmm. I feel like this place between our lip and our nose is really that shape just because that's what had to happen for our lips to form and our nose to form and all of that huh. other
0: stuff to form. I think it's just, it's kind of cool. I love the fact that you took the time to find the name <laughs> as well as you put so much thought <laughs> into like why it's there. Cause I never yeah. in my mind have I ever even thought and you know I even had I had like a an incident there when I was little like I I got hit and I was four I got locked in a bathroom and um it was like a fourth of July party I totally remember like everything it was a fourth of July party I got locked in the bathroom some cousin or something tried to get me out and I was like standing right there and I got hit in the mouth oh, with no. the doorknob. And it's just split. Go to the emergency room. There's stitches involved. Yeah. I remember wearing, I was wearing like a rainbow bright little oh. tank top. <laughs> and it was all bloody. Was, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> so yes, there's that little that's the scar in my infantibulum. Nice. <laughs> um eighties or nineties. 80s. All right. <laughs> do you enjoy thunderstorms?
1: Yeah, I do. I've seen some really beautiful thunderstorms just like sitting and watching. Yeah. Storms. It's so fun.
0: How did you handle the elements when you were <laughs> walking on yeah. your road trip?
1: I guess I had a, I don't know how
0: I did. Did you have, I'm assuming you had a tent?
1: I had, uh, I think I just had a tarp. Oh. I think I had a tarp. Okay. Um.
0: Like clearly, this is like and I'm fascinated by this, and please don't think no. anything like I think anything of it. Like when like two months from now, I start asking, I just like randomly every time I see him, just asking you another question. How about did you go to the bathroom? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah. I don't. I guess when I was in Europe, I had a tent, but okay. I don't honestly remember rain ever. Huh. It was the year in Europe that it was so, there was like a heat wave and people Mm. died. It was like, it was really bad heat. Um, But I don't think that, and I think that was maybe part of why there wasn't raining. I don't know. Anyway.
0: All right. If you could learn any language fluently, what would it be?
1: It would be Somali.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you remember your dreams?
1: Sometimes. Yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, sometimes parts of them.
0: Uh, What is your favorite part of the day?
1: Um, I think I really like sort of the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely like the most thoughtful, like I'm very active kind That's of you. later on in the days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as so the day goes on, more I more get a little more creative, <laughs> a little bit more yeah. able to deal with the world. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, outside of family members with whom is your longest friendship?
1: Rogers. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> who is
0: someone who encourages you? Uh,
1: my husband encourages me a lot. It's so nice. <laughs> but my parents really encouraged me a ton. I mean, right. Think about like, being like, all right, just yeah. get a cell phone. i going to do something crazy.
0: It seems like you have a good crew, a good yeah. uh, behind you, a, a good support system. I definitely feel that way.
1: Yeah, I've got actually a really huge family that oh, really? all think that I'm a little bit crazy, <laughs> but also are just like really rooting for me in every way, which is so nice. That's
0: amazing. Um, How do you define success?
1: Mm. Um, I think by like impact by, Mm. you know, seeing people change the way they think about something or I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Being. Yeah.
0: Um, You never get tired of blank. Mm. Life cereal. Love it. Adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> Are you proud of yourself?
1: I yeah, most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time.
0: Describe yourself in one word.
1: Ah, that's really hard. You must stump everybody on that one. One word. Um I don't know. That's too hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, i I'll, <laughs> ex- I'll accept two. Two. Uh, I'll <laughs> accept two words. Oh, two words. Uh. Okay.
1: Um, uh, describe myself. Let me think. I am. Um, yeah, maybe I'm always learning. Like, okay. I think that's probably that's a good, good summary. That's a good
0: one. That's it. Yay. That's <laughs> where can people find you on the your work on the interwebs and all that stuff
1: my website is amapofus.com um i'm on instagram at share i
0: think yeah, i think so
1: yeah um and i'm not really on facebook but my facebook thing is lindsey peck so
0: yeah. a i little mean bit yeah. that
1: <laughs> a little bit a little periodically there there.
0: Well, yes. thank you, thank Lindsay. you,
1: thank you so much. I, I, this has been really fun. Yes,
0: I had a great time Yay. with you, and like I said, I am probably going to be peppering you with questions randomly next time I see you.
1: Okay. So fine by me. <laughs> always, always nice to reminisce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Weird things I've done. And I, seriously, though, I I do expect um, some sort of project, some sort of summary of this, yeah. of that trip or whatever. Maybe that can be your film, hey. your experimental well, film.
1: That's part of it, actually. Okay, because I had an alter ego, and you know. She she did something on the you'll 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 ask me later. Just throwing it out. Wow,
0: there. wow. Okay, great. All right. So yeah, again, thank you. Um thank you guys for listening. You can thank find you. out. You can find me on the interwebs at ruggedangel.com. I'm on Twitter at the underscore rugged angel. You can find the show, old shows and new on iTunes Libson. Um iTunes and Libson, not a new platform that I just made up. uh look up Rugged Angel Productions. Rugged Angel is one word. Or you can just go to the podcast website at tinyurl.com Rugged Angel Cast. All right. Thanks for listening and until next time.